0: Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Winds. I'm Larry Mullins, and here are today's top local stories. A horrible start to the morning commute in Chelsea after a man and a woman are killed, run over by a subway train up at 14th Street. Newsman Steve Burns went up to the station for us. As L train riders arrive at the 6th Avenue station, police officers are directing them down the platform, away from a tragic scene by the back stairs. Police sources say the first 911 call came in around 10.30 in the morning, indicating a woman had jumped from the platform. She was 63 years old. A 44-year-old man was also struck and killed, possibly during an ill-fated rescue attempt, though investigators are still piecing together the circumstances. Among the first on the scene was Mayor Adams, who said it appeared nobody was pushed or shoved. It's all preliminarily right now. It appears as though it was not a crime. And so they would give a thorough investigation to determine exactly what happened. Midday service on the L was snarled for several hours. The platform was fully reopened about three hours later. Steve Burns, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM in Chelsea. In other news, two men under arrest now for allegedly conspiring with a couple of Russians to hack the taxi dispatch system over at JFK. Authorities say after gaining access to the system, Daniel Abayev and Peter Lehman, both of Queens, started charging cabbies 10 bucks a pop to move them straight to the front of the pickup line and did it as many as a 1,000 times a day. Whoa. Details on exactly who was helping them over in Russia have not been released, but if the two guys from Queens are convicted, each of them could get about 10 years each on the yard. To the latest now on the controversy surrounding Congressman-elect George Santos and more calls on him to resign over the alleged lies on his campaign resume. George Santos claimed to have a company worth millions on the campaign trail, but he only registered the company with the state of Florida today. Just one of many inconsistencies in his story called into question by a Times investigation. Now voters feeling duped. The, um behavior of santos is absolutely abhorrent sheila harman just one of several third district residents along with nassau county legislator josh lafazan calling for santos to step aside even questions about where he lives a woman claiming to be his former landlord saying he moved in august from his registered voting address mail addressed to him from the board of elections thrown in the garbage lafazan says santos should address the allegations all george santos has done is he's tweeted a statement from his attorney that calls this a witch hunt and provides a fake quote from Winston Churchill. Samantha Leapman, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM in Whitestone, Queens. And they're saying the quote from Churchill was wrong. George Zimmerman, who lost to Santos on election day, says he's not worried about resume padding, but is troubled by the accusations that Santos lied on his House ethics form and where the money came from for his campaign. Zimmerman not calling for the result of the election to be overturned, but with uh, Bridget Quinn today on Newsline, he says Santos should be investigated by the House ethics committee and uh, as well as justice meantime a spokesman for santos is calling the report questioning his resume defamatory and a smear to his good name but people on twitter are just unrelenting one of them going is that his real name even Ay-yi-yi. brooklyn bishop lamore whitehead is lashing out following his indictment yesterday on fraud charges In an instagram live whitehead referring to himself in the third person said among other things just because the person is charged doesn't mean he did what he's accused of. I'm going to tell y'all today that the bishop is not guilty, and I'm going to fight it. I have the right legal team, and more importantly, I have God. I have a family. My church family is strong, and I want y'all to understand this smile ain't going nowhere. Authorities say the 45-year-old whitehead, the bishop, scammed one of his parishioners out of a chunk of her retirement savings, $90,000 it says here and says he also tried to extort a businessman and lied to the FBI. If convicted on all of those charges, the bishop could face as many as 45 years behind bars. And we must be close to New Year's because the New York City Public Advocates Office is out with their list of the city's worst landlords. Public advocate Jamani Williams says the landlord topping the list this year is Jonathan Santana, averaging nearly 3,000 open violations across 15 buildings. That's the most in the list history. Williams made the announcement in front of two of Santana buildings in Washington Heights where a tenant spoke about heat and hot water outages, collapsing infrastructure and rodent problems. No comment from Santana. Another landlord that's topped the list in recent years, NYCHA, avoiding the top five for 2022. Still, Williams says the authority continues to demonstrate an inability to improve conditions or keep pace with this deteriorating facilities. 1010 Winds has reached out to NYCHA for response so far crickets the Mets new ace starter saying his first hello to New York since joining the team as a free agent Justin Verlander's wife model Kate Upton sat in the front row with her four-year-old daughter Genevieve and watched the pitcher put on a number 35 Mets jersey I love the vibe here I love the city I love the people and uh, to have the opportunity to to come pitch in the city um, is something that uh, I think I've I've always uh, wanted the chance to do. And the three-time Cy Young Award winner takes a spot in the Mets rotation vacated by Jacob DeGrom and reunites with former Detroit teammate Max Scherzer. I think both of us, I know myself, would love nothing more than to see each other be amazingly successful. When asked what brought him to New York City, Verlander had one word, Steve as in Mets owner Steve Cohen and his willingness to spend his hedge fund fortune to bring the Mets their first World Series win since 1986. Marla Diamond 1010 wins on 923 FM. I know that's right. Hey, if you're flying for the holidays, you might want to budget yourself some extra time. The Port Authority says nearly 11 million passengers are expected at the area airports between this Friday and the day after New Year's, actually. Basically the same as it was back before the pandemic. It, and it won't just be the airports either. The agency says 7 million vehicles are expected to use the Port Authority's bridges and tunnels during the holiday. So if you're driving somewhere, you'll also want to give yourself some extra time. Plus, of course, you should keep it locked to 1010 10 Winds Traffic on the 1s. For details on whatever backups are out there and how to get around them. Preparations for New Year's Eve kicking into high gear now up in Times Square. In Times Square Plaza on street level, the iconic sign that flashes the new year. These normals, by the way, are seven feet tall. There's 602 light bulbs. And on December 31st, the eyes of the world will be at the top of one Times Square in the 2023 as we count down to the new year. That's Jeff Strauss of Countdown Entertainment conducting a few tests to make sure all those light bulbs turn on in time. The sign was on tour across the country sponsored by Kia. Spokesman James Bell explaining. You can see and touch the future here. Before it meets the ball drop and ushers in the new year. In Times Square, Juliet Papa, 1010 Wins on 92.3 FM. Also, state lawmakers could be in for a nice little bump in their salaries next year after a proposal introduced late Monday at 142000 per year could make New York the highest paid state legislature in the country. It'll be voted on this Thursday. But there's a caveat. If we give you this money, you can't go out and make money somewhere else, but with some exceptions. That's the rule. Right now, lawmakers make about $110,000 a year, second only to California, where they get about $114,000. Base. The 142,000 lines up with decades of inflation. Their last pay raise, 79500 was in 1999. Or at least until an appointed pay commission approved a hike to 110000 in 2018. So that's where they've been. Governor Hochul on board with it, saying, I believe they deserve a pay raise. They've worked extraordinarily hard, she says. There would be exceptions, though, to the outside income rule for pensions and investment income. Thanks for listening to the all local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go